0: Rob Hutchinson, he's from dear
2: South Africa. Rob, how are you doing?
1: Good morning, Benji. I'm fantastically well and yourself? Very,
2: very well. Thank you, Rob. And as always, you like to bring us a hot live wire electrifying topic that's coming from Parliament. Something that's bound to annoy and uh, intrigue people as they figure out what their democratic duty is. Because we're talking about vaccine passports.
1: Yeah, so uh, vaccine passports is uh, a hot topic right at the moment. And along with the uh, mandatory vaccine, vaccine and vaccination idea. And yeah, well, what, what is government got planned? We really don't know at this stage. There's been a lot of talk about uh, the mandatory uh, application of, of vaccines forced onto, onto citizens. And we've seen it starting with the uh, companies being forced to, to uh, comply by forcing a mandate through the Labor Act onto, onto citizens and onto the employees, which is almost a way of, of government getting, getting around the constitutional issues that are, that are being raised against mandatory vaccinations. So government is placing pressure on the private sector to, to implement this. However, uh, President has actually, uh, said that there is a possibility of mandatory vaccinations and vaccine passports for entry Into certain venues, sporting events, um, shopping centres, and and so on. And no doubt that will that will spread further into uh, access into all areas, as as such. So, uh, what we're doing is preempting that. We know there's going to be a change in legislation, or or a piece of legislation that's going to go out to enforce um, vaccine passports and just describe how they're going to work. And we are running a campaign currently which addresses these issues, decides uh, or finds out what the, what the public wants. We will present the the findings through to, to governments to assist them and to help roll out this in a, in a way that's suitable to, to everyone. There are fears around the vaccines. There are fears around um, the effectiveness thereof and uh, really it's struggling to understand what is fully vaccinated as such. Is it a double dose or is it a boost every six months? We we don't know. So there will, there are a lot of questions around the vaccines and and the vaccine passports.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and interesting, as you say, the, the there's there's sort of two elements to this. The one is a sort of governmental level, uh, public buildings that you know that kind of thing, and then there is. Uh, the issue of workplaces and places where, you know, people could, for example, go shopping or, or, or stadiums, these kind of, of places, uh, that are, are more privately owned. And on the one side, you have all of this, but you also have, uh, you have sometimes these companies even just going ahead regardless of the government and saying, oh, if you want to work for me for the certain company, then you have to be vaccinated. And that's, you know, that's already sort of, on the table. So it is kind of interesting to see, you know, what, at what level is the government looking to regulate it? Is, is it something that is going to be sort of hugely mandatory uh, and they want to put it everywhere? They're just going to leave it up to people to, to make the decisions. Is it going to, you know, at what level of exclusion? Because in, in, in a funny way, you know, there is uh, this point where I'm va- unvaccinated at the moment and I can enter a shopping mall as long as it's within the bounds of the health protocols uh but the some of the suggestions have been that then maybe those people won't be able to get into those places at all so it it's sort of changing up where people will be able to live and work and and do different things if they don't have the vaccine so it's a there definitely could be a a lot of changes on the cards um when 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 this particular law comes through, although we don 't really know yet when it will be I mean Rob, do we have a sense about what the timeline is on this uh,
1: well the, the the talk in Parliament is that it will be relatively soon and if if international trends are anything to go by, we can probably see an introduction of some form of certificate in fact we 've already seen that to to enter into certain venues, and that will develop into a digital certificate. And for that, there'll have to be a, a proper a, a legislation put in place to determine exactly how this will be rolled out. And then, of course, alongside that, there'll have to be regulations which determine um, how this how it will be enacted, the consequences of people not being vaccinated and, and so on. And no doubt that will form part of the digital ID system, which we have uh, seen Legislation being introduced before earlier on this year, and it was a re- revise of the the, uh, uh, the digital ID system and ID numbers, and that will incorporate your vaccination status as well. And the question is, will will that be extended to to vaccines outside of of COVID COVID nineteen, uh, your the the five or six or seven vaccines that we have to get as as kids? Those are currently not mandatory, and the we know this, this kind of vaccines will this will those now also become uh, mandatory well that's that will be obviously discussed and presented in in the bill so there's a lot a lot going on on that side, and you know the, the biggest the biggest thing in, in, in my book is that if you can 't determine what the status of uh, fully vaccinated, what that actually means, then how can you introduce a vaccine passport at this stage, because I might be fully vaccinated today, but tomorrow uh, I might not be if if the status of fully vaccinated changes
2: yeah absolutely definitions being crucial here, talking to Rob Hutchinson today, he is from dear South Africa, chatting about the issue of vaccine passports.
0: 101.9
2: KFM chatting to Rob Hutchinson today on the program, looking at what is going on in Parliament. Rob, uh, you have been covering a whole bunch of issues on your show at the moment. What have you got coming up this week?
1: Ah, oh, It will be a continuation of of last week. So uh, chatting to various politicians and political leaders about the content of their manifesto and pushing them for uh, answers. So we're going to push them quite hard, see if they can actually deliver on, on their, on their promises, which are in their manifestos and um, perhaps prod them and see what the consequences are if they don't actually deliver on on those promises it's going to be great fun
2: and of course you guys have a lot of campaigns dealing with this stuff uh, particularly when we're talking at municipal level you know you and i have spoken uh, on on a number of occasions about rates and taxes that have been hiked uh, new up, you know councillors getting increases all that kind of thing uh, and and so municipal issues although we talk about parliament here uh, are often very much forefront of the things that actually affect people's lives.
1: Yes, absolutely, that that is true true. and we can measure that because we are in, in the direct line of of service delivery, which is rather interesting because a lot of political parties now are treating these local municipal elections with uh, national issues, which is understandable. They haven't had time to to uh, formulate a proper. A proper campaign strategy as such. And, you know, it's also, it's also exposing the weakness of, of service delivery in, uh, current, current municipalities. I'm not going to say which one, but I think we all know that, that, um, the ruling party at this stage, which has most of the municipalities is really struggling with the, uh, local election campaign and promising service delivery and, and so on. So therefore they're moving to, more more national issues to try and overcome that. But yes. I mean, what,
2: are you, what are you getting the sense? I mean, uh, Rob, when, when we started chatting about this two or three weeks ago, I kind of said to you, look, I'm, the South Africans don't realize there is an election. But my sense is suddenly now with, what's it, three weeks to go, that there's a sense in which uh, el- elections are now on the agenda.
1: Yes, yeah, so they definitely are. People have realized that the, well, the public have actually realized the importance of, of these elections. However, um, I, I personally feel that there's going to be a low voter turnout in, in most, in most cases, simply because the public have lost faith in, in the whole system of, of politics and especially local governance when it comes to service delivery, which means we might see a strong focus on uh, individuals, uh, independent candidates, and civil society organizations and homeowners associations who have registered for the for the local uh, elections. So we'll, hopefully we'll see um, many of those uh, situations there and those those people and those types uh, being elected to, to deal directly with the issue of service delivery.
2: Yeah, absolutely going to be a fascinating discussion and one which we're going to keep having. For the next three weeks. Rob, thank you so much for joining us on the show today and we'll chat to you again next week.
1: Fantastic, Benji. Always a pleasure.